And that's what you call the ultimate crossover event of the century. Mm. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So for those of you who are just now tuning in, I was referring to our final episode 100 that oh, we finally got to do. So good. Where we did the ultimate crossover with Gig Gab Podcast with Dave and with Paul, and we just had ourselves just the grandest of times. It really was. You know, um, I've been thinking about it ever since. P- people, I mean, here we are, 112 episodes into this, and people kind of come up to us online like we're something special. And <laughs> you and I know we're not. There's nothing. We're, we're just guys. So I know it's the same for them, that they're just guys. But for me, they are like heroes. And be able to spend an hour with them was so cool. So cool. Well, and it was just cool because like, there was like, there was chemistry. There was like a back and forth. And totally. We just kind of had like a flow going. So good. Uh, and it kind of inspired me just in general, yep. just, you know, kind of see how they do their operation and yep. what we can do. And it's all good, man. So good. And I did, like, I was, it was like, I, I, I just, I was so stoked after we wrapped up. I walked upstairs and Amber's like, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> what happened to you? Like, it, it happened. <laughs> I did my, um, my vanity listen of the episode and, was very happy afterward. Yeah, I yeah, I, I it probably got two or three listens because I had to do the editing. Mm. And you know, I was joking about the live stream, but I did end up going back and keying my background in, and it took like <laughs> way longer than it should have. <laughs> um, but you know, production value is key. So. Crucial, crucial. So, other, I mean, it's we've only been, it's only Thursday from Sunday. So, like, how how was it going? Like, we just got here. Doing? We just talked. Yeah, no, all good, all good. Oh, good. And I do have some very interesting um, things evolving around my playing life that I want to talk about this week. Cool. How about you? Well, I'm, back, I'm back to sparkling water. I don't know if that's news. But um, work has kind of kicked my butt. There's been some like some like political jockeying, and um, I was supposedly in the inner loop, and then something weird happened, and now I'm not. Um so I'm just kind of navigating like office politics right now, which is like not really anything I feel like discussing um, outside of work. Yeah. But uh, just kind of feeling kind of cruddy about, you know, work in general. But I have a job and that's cool. And I should be stoked on that. These so. days, especially. It's a very cool thing. Yeah. But uh, also secretly like just hoping like the, the, the truck of podcast money is going to arrive at any It's backing up to my house right now. I can hear it. That what that noise is? Yeah. That beeping, it's the truck backing up. Going to dump a bunch of money in my driveway. That's awesome. Well, let him let me know when he's on. You're his, his next stop. Right on. Yeah. So, um, things that have happened since then. Um, I'm still waiting to get all my guitars back. I'm super kind of bummed about that. But um, is that COVID related delay getting your guitars back? Uh, well, potentially because um, they were getting some work done and some parts had to be ordered, and uh-huh. I'm thinking that potentially. Um, the parts are delayed because of just all of the chaos sure. and stuff. Sure. Um, but I, I didn't really get to talk about it on last episode, but I did play on Friday. Yes. Um, ended up doing an, a gig um, at South Main, which is right by my house. And it was kind of uneventful. Turnout was kind of weird. Weather was kind of iffy. It all ended up kind of working out. Um, the big win 
for the night for me, though, was I added a new song. Mm. And that song was Adore You by Harry Styles. Nice. Went over like gangbusters. So if you haven't, I'm sure if anybody's got a radio or if you've been paying any attention, um, that song is rather prevalent. Uh, and it's a great song. Um, I highly recommend it. If, if it's in your range and you can pull it off, you should definitely do it. Adore you. Yeah, I was thinking about doing like a like a proper cover, like recording it and that kind of thing. It's something I'm toying with. Yeah. I figure out if I, I'm trying to gauge like interest with some of my friends to do it. And if I don't get a response, I'm going to be like, screw it. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> either way, it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that might be our first cover band confidential. Yeah, it could be. Project. Um, the other thing that happened just as we were coming on air is a package arrived at my house Ooh. and we got ourselves haul. <sighs> and for those of you who are watching, you'll get to see this, but I'll try my best to describe it. But um Well would you um, let me describe it. Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So in short, um the guys in the band and I did like a merch purchase. Yeah. Um, you know, with again, we use Threadless, which is a fulfillment company. They do all the printing and all the management. And um for people who have designs that they want to use, you can order them at, you know, at a lower price. So like these, these were anywhere from like 12 to 15 bucks per whatever. And they, they all just came in. So um, at your cost, you're going to sell them at 20 or. Yeah. I mean, if you go on our, if you go on to our threadless store, they're anywhere from 18 to 20 bucks, okay. but yeah, you get, you get a discount if you're the shop. Owner. Sure. But, um, I ordered, I think three or four for myself and the guys ordered a couple of, so, um, the, the one that I'm really stoked on. First item. Here it is. This is a black tank top in white. It says, don't stand so close to me. And the, the it's our logo on it the, with the logo on it. And it's sort of in like the, the, the writing in is in block letters that is reminiscent of a, um, I'm too sexy shirt or, a or, a um, Frankie say, relax. Yeah, Frankie says, relax. Something, something is like, it's kind of a block letter kind of design. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Same design, of course, on a white t-shirt. Or like the, either the Frankie says relax or the choose life. The um, choose life. Yeah. 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 Shirts, yeah. For sure. Uh, our drummer, uh, Nathan got his in red. Same idea. White on red. Absolutely. Kind of cool. And then, um, just the, just the standard logo stuff. I got that in a black tank as well. For anyone I'm who's pretty- unfamiliar with the MTV ish, um, members only logo, it is freaking genius piece of design because it calls out exactly the ethos of what we're looking for. It's like a big M. With ATL Atlanta in the corner of it, instead of a TV for MTV, but it 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 like it's it strikes my you know Gen X heart in exactly the <laughs> right spot. It's perfect. And then our our bass player Mike wanted one in uh purple in purple purple. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And then of course you know we've got the um we got I ordered three of the Stranger Things ones that uh my yep. friend Mike also yep. also very nice. I'm just stoked because um, I'm one of those people who will who has no shame. I will wear my stuff, uh, <laughs> and it makes me feel cool to have like really cool merch that I can wear. Now, will you, you wear your own merch to a gig? Yeah, 100. percent 100. percent All right. I would. Yeah, I mean, like the the immediate plan was if we were so we were supposed to play. We were supposed to play tomorrow at that big municipal event that ended up getting rescheduled. Right. Um, I was absolutely planning on wearing a don't stand so close to me shirt. That felt like like, perfect. Yeah. hundred percent timely. So yeah. 
cool. But yeah, you know, it's uh, the, right now because we can't really get anything going, you know, music wise. Um, I'm not making a ton of money on 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 merch or anything, but numbers are up, and you know we've we've gotten the uh, the masks and stuff, and and you know we've got some units moving, and I, I think the easier way to sell things is to show what they look like and to wear them around, take pictures, kind of post those, like that whole deal. So um, that's just kind of my plan. It's a way for me to you know put keep the brand out in the um, in the marketplace, even though there is no marketplace to be had. Right. Yeah, makes sense to me. And that's, yeah, that's basically where they look where like and to wear them around, take pictures, kind of. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's very exciting. I think, you know, as I was thinking about what we're going to talk about this week, it's like, um, I think we're all at a place where we are accepting that what it used to be is not how it's going to be anytime soon. Anytime soon. And um, whatever it's going to be next, we need to make it happen. We need to make it be that. True. So, you know, you if, if if your band life is mostly about merch sales right now, then that's what you got to lean into, right? And that is what I am doing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's online projects, and it is merch, and it is um, just trying to find creative outlets, right. things to kind of right. put that focus into. Right. Since playing shows ain't it. Right. Well, not in person anyway. Right. Yeah. So you were talking that um, you were working on some stuff for your live stream. Well, uh, here's my yeah, thing. I have. Like, I, out. like, oh, I need to start doing this again. So. Yeah, well, I was that way too. I took several weeks off of live streaming. Um, and um, looking back, I would say those were fairly clinically depressed weeks um, <laughs> that I've now kind of recovered from. Um, I did a stream on Saturday. Thursday, as we're talking now, I did a stream last last Saturday. And it was well, you would cross post that to the um to the Facebook group. I did right? post to the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was really fun, and and a lot of my regulars that came to see me in person were there at it and commenting, and it was not at all like being there in person, but it was as close as we're going to get right now. Yeah. And um, I tried a couple of new things. I tried a couple of new things that I have stolen from my work life where I do a lot of presentations and a lot of Zoom stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one I stole was live surveys. Okay. So I use a tool called Mentimeter. If you go to mentimeter.com, you can set up these live surveys that present inside a web browser. And if you... Um, you can get a QR code and also a special, like a numeric code to send people to this website, menti.com with this code. And what they will see on their phone or whatever is the question you're asking. And the first question I asked was, how you holding up? Mm. And it was a text entry field. And, the, and, and so what I got on the web, the web page, which I then shared on the live stream, was kind of a word cloud of what people entered. Oh, man. And um, <laughs> first response was... Um, porn and whiskey okay which i get it that's how you're holding up and then you know people filled in like great but i miss you and like really wonderful stuff my parents filled in like some some things that were like clearly i was i recognized them as my parents um the second one was about my hair which has like gotten absurd i normally get a haircut every three weeks it's been five months you know and so the question was like what do i do lop it off shave it Give me some advice here. 
And um, the live survey answer was keep it. So we'll see. I'm, you know. You could go man bun. I mean, uh, that's that's the route that I'm going. It's likely at this point. It's likely. I'm starting to feel like, you know, I, I cut off a ponytail down to my waist in 2001, and I'm starting to get reminiscent of what that was like when I was first growing up. Anyway, but yeah. so my fans on the live stream who, you know, voted on that support, that effort. And then the third question I asked was, ask me anything. Mm-hmm. And I just took questions and, and answered them. And they were all like, when will we see you again? Oh man, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Um, but it's really cool to like have it take take a break from playing and do this sort of live Q and A thing. It was added an element to it that was um, it gave texture to the show and it gave um, a little extra something. It was it was it was really fun. It was really cool. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, was, just to just to have just some some general interaction in in a in an environment that isn't normally interactive like that. Yeah, I mean the, the, the thing about you have, you know, dick bags like Mike Schulte, you know, commenting. Hi, Mike. Neither here nor there. Yeah, neither neither there nor here. Yeah, I mean, you know, because the thing is, when you're live streaming, you see people's comments and you can say something about what they commented. Yep. And that's it. And that's, um, one, of the, one of the live questions was, what is your quest? <laughs> and I replied, well, first of all, to seek the grail. I mean, that obviously, but more than that, it's about connection. It's about like being, you know, why I do this. Cause I start, you know, always something there to remind me. And the whole room's like, Oh my God, I haven't heard that song in 50, you know, 30 years. Like, you know, that moment of like weaponizing their nostalgia to create connection is like the most, that's a good stuff. It's the good stuff, right? It's why we do this. And so, um, having another touch point in the night of like being able to engage was, was really, was really great. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool idea. Um, you know, the, the acoustic thing that I did on Friday, um, it the, the, it was weird for a different reason and it was for a good, it was weird for a good reason. Um, because where I was playing, there were two other guys playing like within a block of me. Huh. I was like, competing with nice. other musicians wow um the only the, the the only thing that made it kind of weird on my end was that um they were both bars and i was playing at a restaurant mm. so like i couldn't like match them like energy level because that wasn't my job my job was to kind of you know play dinner music yeah. so yeah um but it was it i was like huh this is something and um some of the stuff that i i've been talking about forever um using putting my putting the qr codes for my paypal and my venmo on the deal played out really well i actually had a guy stop me and go thank you for using paypal hmm. because i he he was there with his daughter and they sat there most of the night and and his daughter came up and said do you have paypal and i said yeah actually if you grab my song list because I, I keep a stack of them um by my feet um there's a, there's a link right there and um then he sent a couple in and like I was getting messages in the, like the, the Venmo notes about what he wanted to hear and that kind of thing. It was really neat. It's cool. Um, again, it's just another kind of touch point to, you know, encourage interaction, but also, you know, get money. Absolutely. Well, and on that note, the second of third, second of three interesting things that I did that night was I used a tool called requestmagic.com. Okay. And, um, the guy who is the web, so it's a web-based tool 
And mm-hmm. the developer of it, it's a single, it's a lone dude. Um, I ran into him on Reddit looking for people to use it and give him feedback. And yeah. what this thing does is it takes your song list and then people can come to requestmanager.com, find you, see your song list, make requests. And um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And he and I've worked together some and talked about what I'd like to see it do. Um, before the shutdown, I had really pictured using it as the the song list for my karaoke stuff. Um, and if that ever happens again, I will certainly use it because I don't really want anyone touching books, right? I think yeah. those days are over. Um, but <laughs> what's clever about it is a person can come to it, look at your whole song list, make a request, and then add a tip to that, which puts it at the top of the request list. Ah. Smart. Smart. I like that. Smart. So I redirected um, requests.danray.net okay. to my page there. So people can go to requests.danray.net, go right to my song list, make requests. I see them in a web browser. Um, and it was pretty good. I, I designed myself for this show. It was two hours. I designed myself about an hour and a half worth of set list. With the plan that last half hour be requests, and I did about it, but worked worked out really great. Um, somebody requested um, "Hurt" Johnny Cash version of "Hurt," okay, and uh, I and and gave me five, five bucks to make sure it happened. Um, and I like <laughs> I I never play that one, but man, at the end of it, I had goosebumps. Like it was like you know, I always love the way like he that song is so down, but like if you. On the original recording, he he ends up. Yeah, it just—it's such an awkward, yeah, yeah. unset conclusion. That's an incredible. Yeah. Find a way. Find a way. Like, it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened here? Yeah. That's you know we always have those discussions about like people who have covered songs and it kind of becomes their their song. And that fully did. Yeah, I mean, Trent Reznor said as much. It's yeah. like, yep. Um, an interesting, you know, talking about covers and that kind of thing and, and that specific uh, one. Um, late last week, Chris Cornell's estate released uh, him covering Patience. Huh. And it's another one of those that's like, he just always had a way of like taking something and just making it work for him. Mm. Um, and, I uh, when people request Billy Jean, I do his version of Billy Jean. I don't think I've heard his version. Oh wow! I gotta check that out. Wow, it's way more sullen. It's very like that's one of those songs where like you're like it's like upbeat tune with like really dark lyrics. Like like no no upbeat tune, just dark, just dark dark. (laughs) All right, I'll check it out. That's great. You should definitely check that out. That's very cool. Um, because I play it upbeat with Dirk. I, I, I straight do Michael Jackson when I'm playing that one. So I'll just check that um, out. And then speaking of Chris Cornell covering that kind of thing, um, I think, yeah, Seven Dust released a cover of them doing The Day I Tried to Live, which is a Soundgarden song. Yeah. Uh, it was actually really good. Um, to me, the thing that I love about that song is hearing him kind of caterwaul that high note in the in the chorus. And... Everybody can sing like Chris Cornell. So it's down like a step and a half or maybe, maybe just a step. And it just doesn't quite have the, you know, intensity that, um, the original had because of, well, I mean, he's, he is the X factor in that whole thing. Totally. 
And one last cover about Chris Cornell, and then I'll shut up. We can talk about <laughs> If you haven't heard Nora Jones playing Black Hole Sun, Ooh. absolutely look that up. God, I'm going to have to. That sounds amazing. About a month after he passed away, she played the same theater that Soundgarden played their last show at, like his last show. And they recorded her performing it with the video and stuff. And it's just, it's amazing. So noted. Yeah. We don't just talk the talk. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm very much plugged into the whole cover world. <laughs> yeah. We're big fans. Uh, yeah. So then here's the third thing I did. Okay. The third thing I did, um, I'm using OBS to stream both this podcast. Those of you watching on the video, there are three of you right now total of three, um, and to do my live streaming stuff. And, um, one of the things I can do is grab other windows that are open on your desktop and, and it can zoom down to just sort of a, a, a rectangle of those windows. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing to know. That's a good thing to know. Here's the other thing to know. I use an app called band helper to manage my song lists and to prompt my memory as I play. Um, I'm really not interested in starting a whole thing about whether using iPads during performance is a thing to do or not. I do it. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, and Apple recently brought out a way to bring iPad apps onto the Mac and the developer of Band Helper used that to make a Mac version of Band Helper, which I now have. So, I played on Friday from the Mac version of Band Helper on my desktop, right? Using my page turner pedal as a Bluetooth keyboard to turn pages on it, mm -hmm. right? And I took a rectangle of my set list that showed the current song playing and the next two, and I put it up in the corner of the live stream. Nice. Yeah. So people could come see me playing, see what the song was, see what the two next songs were. And, um, the feedback I got about it, you know, it was an experiment. Everything's an yeah. experiment. Um, my thinking was it would add to the sticky factor. Cause even if you didn't love this song, you can kind of look ahead and see, and I designed the set list. So at least one song in three was like something everybody loves. Um, or that you'd want to see some dude with a guitar play, uh, you know, um, anyway, say, say again. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> like, just like that, just like that. Um, and it worked really great. As I paged through it, you know, it bumped along on the screen just fine. And yeah, it was all, it was all really cool. So it was a, it was an interesting thing to do to put my current live set list on the screen as I played. Um, I, I, I can't demonstrate whether that added to my numbers or not, but it was, uh, but it was neat. Well, and any of you, any of you are curious of what that looks like. Um, you can go to our page on Facebook cover band confidential yep. and, um, that video, I think, is pretty much stickied at the top because um, it's one of the most recent ones that we've done. So it should be easy to find. Yep. It just has your your red Dan Ray logo. That's right. Kind of the, uh, the placeholder. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and so it was really fun. I'm going to be doing another one uh, this Friday, tomorrow night. Um, I'm thinking about the one after that is just going to be my favorites, just my favorite bands. And just, like, if you don't like, if you don't happen to be a huge fan of The Police and Radiohead, then, like, sorry yeah don't just don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know we'll find out yeah 
you know, the that's one of the things that I do like about the the whole live stream thing is that you can curate, you can be very intentional about what it is that you're doing. Totally. You also can choose to fill up as little or as much time as you want. Yep. Um, one thing that I was really like, I'm, I'm still my, I, I'm not evolving the thought around it, but I'm just trying to like get on board with it, um, with getting back into the the solo acoustic thing because that is basically all. I've got, you know, on the, on the agenda moving forward. It's for what the, there's going to be this year. There's no way around it. Yeah. So just getting into the idea that like my job is to play songs that people like, and it's not to be clever and it's not to be, um, you know, pick stuff that like only I want to hear, but like play summer 69. And if people want to hear it twice, play it twice. That's um, right. I've been doing a lot less thinking about it. Like, it's like, well, I guess it's time to play Brown Eyed Girl. Like, basically looking at my list of things where I would normally go, no, not that one. And just going, yes, that one. That one. And it, it, it the, the, re, the result is better. It is. I, I did, I, listen, I did Hold On Loosely on Saturday. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's not as good as Caught Up In You, though. I, I do both. Don't at me. Um, but yeah, the just just the bridge of uh, caught up in you is is what does it for me. That's the and if ever oh, comes yeah. a oh yeah yeah so good super good yeah. that's the that's the jam yeah yeah it's one of those songs where like that section could just be the whole song sure. and I would just do it yep absolutely like the the um everything's going to be all right part of no woman, no cry. Yeah. yeah. It might as well be. Might as well be. Or nobody says that about Layla though. They don't say the outro should be. They do. Song. No, they do. They totally do. I don't need any other part of Layla, just the outro. Really? Totally. I'm still of the like, why is this here part? But I think it's just to give Dwayne Allman something to do right. on that. I mean, really true. True. <laughs> But yeah, so playing more accessible stuff, I, and I did. I played. I played uh, that Harry Styles song twice. Cool. Uh, one at the beginning, one at the end. Nice. And every time, like the Cougars walk by, they'd be like, "Ooh, good song." <laughs> well, they're into Harry. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really st- like. I feel like it's. We're getting pretty close to needing to do the live stream 2.0 setup, and then this time, of course, in- involving you in in your rig. Um, I am. I have been sitting in meetings with the uh, developers of the software my company makes, and I'm getting more and more excited. And I can't talk about it, <laughs> but like, some stuff that they that I think is coming to this program might make it worth the. Three ninety nine, you would pay to use it. Cool, and like basically, you end up with something that like could be a total like game changing setup. And I think it would be, it could be, it could be massive. Awesome. So, awesome. Something to, something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Well, man. I got one other thing. Okay. I got one Go. other thing. Um, I was thinking about how to. I just got, you know, so my shows last weekend were canceled. Yeah. Which was a bummer, but the right move. Yeah. And I just, I just hated that. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. So then I'm seeing these bands playing these um, 
drive-in yeah. things, right? And um, it occurred to me that whatever that equipment is that a drive-in theater uses to broadcast sound, that's a thing they bought. It's, uh, it, is a, it is a product. It's a thing. It's out there. And uh, it turns out it's not all that expensive. A couple hundred bucks. Um, I could take a line off of my mixer and put it into car stereos across a parking lot. For sure. It would not be hard. So, uh, I, I have ordered that device. Okay. And it'll be here on Monday. I, I am very interested to see what that looks like. Yeah, me too. Now, the thing that's even more tricky is how, like, okay, now you've got the gear, like, how do you set up the actual... Well. That's the hard part of it. I, you know, so I, so I, <laughs> and then I texted my, um, my friend who was the manager at Pig Pounder, who's just been my total buddy for the last year. The company that owns that brewery also owns the movie theater across the street. Oh, okay. And their parking lot's not doing anything. Got it. So when I talk to her about this, it'll be like, you know, I've had this crazy idea. Now I know nothing about managing a crowd in a parking lot in cars, how to space them properly. I know nothing about the liability that would involve. I know nothing about, I mean, I don't even know what I don't know. Right. But it's an exclamation points, I guess you would say. Yeah. However, that same company owns a burger restaurant, a couple of doors down from the movie theater. And they could do car hop service to those cars really easily. Oh man. Right. Where this is going right now. I don't know if the liquor license would enable them to serve beer into the cars, mm. but cars are running. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you know, I don't know anything about that. Burgers, however, not a problem. Yes. Um, so this is what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, if nothing else, you've got the gear I've, and you how to use it some other way i will um yeah i'll put some music through it from out of my uh out of my phone and then walk down the street with a radio and see how far i get theoretically this device that i got will get me about a mile worth of coverage so well then because then theoretically you could just run the cable to the transmitter just in the middle of the parking lot like exactly it doesn't even have that's the idea yeah that, yeah that does again more question marks than exclamation points mm-hmm. but there's a solid amount of both totally and um and the thing is like i'm seeing great big bands doing this i'm seeing big bands doing drive-in stuff i'm not seeing anybody at our level doing it yeah and i mean our hope is to uh to talk with uh with nick nesbajani of yaw rock review next week um about what it looks like for the big boys right and then you know maybe maybe what he you know can provide would you know shed some light on that so we'll just have to see. I think very likely. But the point is like, if I could get a, get a handle on parking lot based drive-in concerts, and then maybe turn that into a thing that I could provide for other people. Um, yeah. uh, Lee Grimes is pointing out in, in the Facebook that I better check FCC laws. The device I got actually can broadcast too hot to be FCC legal, but it's got a, it's got a way to dial it in so that you actually can constrain it to what is, um, uh, legal. I, I guess the point is that you find a, a channel that doesn't have a licensed broadcaster on it and then um, make sure you don't uh, be too loud for signal wise and uh, certainly not do anything offensive. That's the really other critical part. 
Now, I'd, I'd, I'd posted a video on, um, on, our, on our page today about this uh, event they did in Ukraine where a band set up in front of a hotel. And they basically rented the hotel out, and you could rent a room with up to four people in the room, and then they played to the balconies. It's genius. Which is great. I don't know, again, I don't know what the what the economics look like, but, you know, I keep thinking of, like, the like the Holiday Inn Surfside at, like, Panama City Beach, which is, like, just that, just tower. Yeah. Those balconies, and I was like, you could probably, you could probably make that work yeah. at some, at some level. But this is another cool idea, you know, the, a friend of mine is, who's in the restaurant business is like, is like, I'm absolutely astounded by the amount of innovation in the restaurant business right now. And I think, you know, I, I would say a similar thing for the, the music industry because the, the need, you know, socially is still there and, and, you know, kind of getting out and seeing live music and, you know, there's plenty of that, that going on, but anything that you could do to mitigate risk while like promoting these big events would, you know, is, is probably going to do pretty okay. You know, all things considered. I feel like I could put on a parking lot concert on a Friday and clean up. I, my band has never done a ticketed show where we were the headliner. We've opened a couple, but it, nothing else is going on. Like, I feel like we, this would be our chance to get into that. Yeah. And, and you know what, like you were saying, you, you've got a, a potential partner that has, you know, assets, that can, you know, be value adds to the the proposition. Um, so if you can sell, you know, it, you're basically, your job at that point is to just sell the concept and hope that the, you know, the um, the other party has the, the buy-in and the infrastructure to, you know, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, including insurance and I don't even know what. <sighs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, insurance isn't that that bad if you're doing it for like a one-off but yeah i don't I, again no <sighs> who knows could be, could be huge though yeah potentially yeah well good on you for trying to figure out a way to play you know with your guys like we i i'm looking forward to the fact that we we bought all these t-shirts because i was like hey i might get to see my drummer right. in real life right at some point, right. you know right but yeah it's um yeah man that's awesome um, you know, talking about like just ideas and stuff that have been coming up. Um, I was on my, my, my yog slash walk today and, uh, I went live on Instagram just to kind of like clear my head. I was trying to, you know, something just kind of popped in my head. You know, this, this podcast has been such a cool way to build community and we've gotten to meet so many neat people and learn stuff and like just kind of build this amazing network. And, you know, I was kind of thinking that, like, I really know a lot of interesting folks, and not all of them are musicians. Some of them are, but some of them aren't necessarily cover band musicians and that kind of thing. And I know a lot of small business owners and just creative professionals and that kind of thing. And I was like, what if we, you know, what if there was another podcast that was like this one, but was more like the, the concept was more open, it wasn't just cover bands. So um, I'm I'm toying with the idea of maybe creating another podcast. Fun to do that because I've got you know I I know a lot of really I, I know people with interesting stories and I think you know there's you know there's there's some there there and I've just got to kind of go through and do the research to see if the name I want is taken and if the people that I want to interview want to be interviewed and, you know, maybe put something, not like this, which is, you know, kind of regular. I don't think I have the, 
don't know if I have the bandwidth to do two weekly shows, but like, yeah, kind of build up um, some episodes, maybe once every other week or once a month or whatever, just to kind of like, yeah. Or one of those season based things, right? Yeah. I think, I think, I think that that might be worth it. And, you know, I, I told Amber and she, I was like, I'm about to say something out loud. <laughs> Do I need to stretch my eyes to roll them? I was like, yeah, probably. And then I, she was like, when? I'm like, I don't know. It just was an idea. Yeah. I have those. I have too many of yeah. them. It's, it's annoying. <laughs> I wish I could just do like one thing and just do that. I just, I don't know how. Me neither. Me neither. So. Probably why we're here. Maybe six months from now, we'll be announcing the launch of Creative Confidential, which is what I want to call it. Cool. As long as nobody else has already taken it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. Fun. All right. Me too. Guys and gals. But let's be honest, guys. Mostly. Mostly guys between the ages of 39 and 57 uh, based in the United States. Mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you uh, again for tuning in. Um, the man, the episode 100 was like such a huge milestone. Um, and we couldn't have done it without you. I mean, we could have, but it wouldn't have been as much fun. It's been sad. The, the conversations and the relationships we built with, uh, all you guys have just been the most fun part about this whole deal. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us for this week from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 112. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.